coming live and recorded from the USA, Canada, and possibly Japan. It's the Game Punches Podcast. Welcome to Game Punchers episode 112 for Thursday, the 5th of February, 2015. Game Punchers, the most regressive and ponderous video game podcast on the internet. I am John. And I am Fraser. And I'm Fish? Fish? Question mark? Question mark? (laughs) Welcome, Fish. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to read the teleprompter. (laughs) Where's Uh, Steve? Steve is vacant this week. <laughs> like mentally? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Debatable. Um, yeah, Steve is out this week. Um, he's going to have some, some uh, busy times uh, over the next couple months, so he'll be, uh, he'll be on and off as available. But uh, we have recruited Fish as a, uh, as a permanent addition, not replacement, so we have four seats on the uh, on the show now. So you'll hear four voices on occasion, sometimes three, maybe two at some points. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, say it. I just want to. I just want to. I want a game punchers where John is just sitting in a room alone, like. So I played Diablo three again today. So lonely. <laughs> I have no one to play chariot with. <laughs> <laughs> welcome um, aboard fish yeah welcome fish well thank you thank you it's an honor i uh i don't know i don't know what to say I, uh, steve messaged me out of the blue and was like do you want to do this and i said uh you know i it, i because you know i of course i want to do it but I, there's always concerns like i didn't know if you guys like <laughs> i didn't know if you wanted me to do it and he was like oh well you know they were actually they were actually the first people to mention you as soon as i said that maybe we should find someone to to fill in on a more permanent basis and so that was flattering. And then I was like, okay, well, like, you know. I, so that I've was a lie. <laughs> one lie down. And he's like, and so I was like, okay, but what about like, what are your, what about your audience? Because, you know, I, I know I'm an acquired taste. I'm, I've, I've been you are, planet. by you coming on the show, the audience figures has dropped by 50%. <laughs> and, and there was, uh, this was over text and there was this long pause and it was over text. So of course, you know, Steve, he was probably like tending to his children or his wife or you know taking a leak or doing something but i just picture him sitting on the edge of his bed like looking down at his phone reading you know is the audience going to be okay with this and then like maybe you know biting his thumb shaking a magic eight questions. (laughs) and then he just types like he just this is it he types one thing and i'm paraphrasing because it's not exactly what he types but it's it's close enough he goes 
the audience will follow Frasier into hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was okay. like, all right, well then, all right, so we're good. We're good. And that's the, uh, we're going to be, everything's going to be just fine. That's amazing. Well, we're happy that you could take time from, uh, you know, I know you, you do nine bull shots a year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you could squeeze this in. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we follow the background. pagan calendar. Okay, is that? <laughs> so you do uh, have yeah. a podcast that you're you've been. I do. We haven't I poached do. you from it, have we? It's not really. That. No, 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 no. I, I, we will still. But like, like John says, uh, bullshit is a much. You guys do this on a weekly basis. You feel like there's a there's an obligation to it. Bullshot is more just like, oh, I want to talk about video games with Placky, so I'll call him up on Skype and we'll just record it. And sometimes Dave is there, and sometimes he's not. That's nice. So yeah, I mean, it used to be. It used to obviously when we when we had a website, it was a much bigger deal. But since we quit the website and kind of just wanted to do it for us, it's mainly for us. So yeah, you have not poached me from it. We will still do bull shots, and uh, yeah. But no, I'm. I, this is great. I I've been I've been a big fan of you guys obviously since the beginning. I mean, back even when before you guys were on the show when it was Steve and I can't remember her name, but she was Cat Cat Cat. Yep. You actually cat. had you had actually been on the show before we have. <laughs> well, again, Steve called me up and wanted to talk about old PC games. So I was like, sure, we can talk about old PC games for two hours. It's fine. That's back. That's back when Game Punchers was just about Doom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. Doom and Quake. Yep. And 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 he would like he would tell me about how he was recording like walkthroughs of Doom and putting them on YouTube. And then they're also hosted on GamePunchers.com. Oh yeah. And that you can find it very easily because there's nothing else that we post on there except for the links to the new episodes every week. No, I put so. I put two blog posts up this week. Two, I actually saw one. So I put well, I put one blog post up just before we did the game of the year episodes, which chart which chronicled our lists from last year's game of the year um, show, and then the, afterwards or this right. week anyway, I I updated with last week's game of the year show. So yeah. Saw that. Yeah. Shadow of Mordor, managed, big winner. Shadow of Mordor, the winner on my uh, very complicated rating system with complex <laughs> algorithms. <laughs> Get your protractors <laughs> out, kids. <laughs> yeah, so good. And you, it's, uh, I'm just going to ask you a question. This is more for my interest. You hail from Chicago? Yeah, right outside Chicago. Are you from there? I am. I've lived here my uh, entire life. What's... Are you near the the mountains of Illinois? Yeah, <laughs> near the mountainous area of Illinois, uh, where uh, we are under constant surveillance. But luckily, vigilantes like Aiden Pierce are here to save us. It's pretty flattering that they, uh, you know, they they took your hometown to, to portray in Watch Dogs with all the mountains. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are no mountains in Illinois. That's the joke. The joke is there are no mountains here at all. That we was have... washing over me a bit until the watchdogs was mentioned. And then, uh, <laughs> I remember that being mentioned before. So. Yes. Yeah. I, was say, I was like, weren't you on that show? <laughs> yeah, I was in Chicago last week in your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you? Just... Uh, oh, so you got out before we got dumped on. I, yeah, I, Kate, yeah, just yeah, a few days before. Yeah. It has not East... stopped. No, it was, I mean, we're the same. We got back. I got back here to Toronto. We've been hammered up here now. So, mm. yeah, it's all I have family in Toronto. I, mean, what, else I love Toronto. When you, what else is there to do when you get snowed in? Just hammered. Well, yeah. Hammered. 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 <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of snow over here, too. 
and it sucks. Snowmageddon. It's great, like, the first day. I love the first day because, I don't know, there's something very peaceful about snow. Like, after it's fall, I mean, even while it's falling, but, you know, after it's falling, like, all the streets have got snow on them, so, like, the sound of traffic is gone, and it's just very peaceful outside. But, man, by, like, the fifth or sixth snow, when you've gone out and shoveled four times that day, it's like, all right, that's enough now. Let's... It's, gr- it's great when you don't have to go anywhere, but then you get in your car and you're like, ugh. Yeah, and, worst. and it, and it, you know, it fell on the Super Bowl. Day. It, you know, it all, all came down on Sunday. So, of course, we had Super Bowl plans, and we had to go and uh, cock the wagon and forge the river of snow to get to our Super Bowl plans. String up the oxen. Yes. What did they do with the oxen? Did they just put them on the thing, too? Like, was everyone in the wagon? That seems really bad, like a really bad idea. No wonder, No wonder you died so often in the river. I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about again. You've never played Oregon Trail? No. He's not from America. Oh, that's true. That's true. They didn't They didn't, they didn't have the Nova Scotia Trail. <laughs> that was that's just life. Uh, nice. So, yes. So Fraser, tell me about these uh, episode releases. Yeah, so I did screw up the episode releases. We you have to highlight it to read about it. Yeah, I have to highlight. That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, because Steve split the Game of the Year episode into two parts and the audio wasn't really up to snuff so we spent a few days working on that in the background and then we we redid it and because we didn't have to drip feed it out I decided just to let's just post up the three hour episode and be done with it and then I deleted the previous two episodes and pressed delete. And you know you get that delay in a website when it's not doing what you think and you press the it's like the elevator button, keep pressing the button. Come on. And I did it and it just continued to delete episodes as I took my finger off. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> as as my sinking feeling as I watched <laughs> watch website posts from the website disappear in front of me. Um so I had to go back and recraft and re-upload the one of the I think it was episode 110 which I had to get back and and then I had it reloaded it it was reloaded after 111 anyway it's just a mess now and uh so if that's caused anyone problems on their podcast downloads and whatever I do apologize it was my fault I don't know if it's going to get fixed but so it just looks a little bit screwy but the oh, I'm sorry, short. This is episode 342. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, so there was that. And then the other thing, so running through the intros, uh, the other thing, I actually had a Destiny complaint. I was hoping, it's a, sh- a bit of a shame Steve's not on here. It would have been Fine, nice I'll to... Fine, I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> it, was, it was literally, it was literally, uh, you guys need to stop talking about it. I've stopped listening to your podcast because of Destiny. So, well, not so much stop listening to the podcast, but it was like... You guys need to, like, literally I was told, you guys need to stop talking about Destiny so much. I'm forwarding half, you know, I'm cutting off half the episode, so it's just whatever. Your I listeners mean, really will really will follow you into hell. Well, maybe they will. I mean, I, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> I didn't say, you know, should I reveal who it is? I mean, I don't think he did. I didn't say to him I'd be uh, be saying it um, live, so I won't, uh, I won't dob him in. Um but I agreed with him, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I will take that on board. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, I, th- I think I think it's behind us anyway. I mean, I already decided to stop talking about it unless anything, like, brand new was to come out. 
and just bring it up once every now and then. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's at the point where it's almost like uh, if somebody was to talk about World of Warcraft every episode, <laughs> there's, there's always going to be a new experience or something different. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting point. It just shows how we can get carried away. I mean, there's two points to take from it. One is, you know, that we can get easily get carried away, particularly when there's two people who are playing something that's consuming their lives. It's going to happen. Um, and the other thing is uh, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. So it's a little mix of both, isn't it? We're not under sort of constraints to to whatever. But criticism taken on board. And criti- criticism is good. Not too much of it, though. No. So I was playing Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> All the time, constantly. <laughs> yeah. And, I, want, right. and uh, I suppose at some point I'll be getting into Destiny, and uh, we can bring it all up again. Oh, good. I I, <laughs> I started it, and I just I I was like, I'm not going to play any more of this because I don't want to talk about it on Game Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, I got my free gift, and I'm really angry at Bungie. I'm not sure why I'm angry at Bungie for my free gift, but I am greedy devs. So what angry. was the uh, that was. Um... Wasn't the free gift... Oh, wait a second, no. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Bungie free gift. That would be like a shitty piece of armor or something, right? I don't know. I think I got a gun. I got a gun, right? Yes. I linked it to you. Yes. yes. I got some sort of gun. John says it's okay, but it's not It's not okay. Why, did everybody okay get the same thing? No, that no, was the problem, no. I think, is that everyone got different things. Oh. Here we are, talking about Destiny. <laughs> well, no, we're, compla- we're complaining about Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, very good point. Everyone's we'll be, doing it. Moving swiftly along. <laughs> awesome. Shall we move to what are you playing? Yes, what you're playing. Let's uh look at fish driving see. that bus like that's it. right. Yeah. That's well, I mean, otherwise we're just going to be stuck in this destiny loop for the rest of the show. Let's uh let's start with fish. What are you playing? Um, uh, playing something that we're all playing and or something that we've all played. Uh, after the game of the year show and what four of the six of us had Shadow of Mordor. On their list, and I think it, I think it was in position one, two, three, and four on various lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, all right, well, I need to finish this game because I'd gotten to a point, and I don't, I don't know how far you guys have gotten, but I've gotten, I'd gotten to a point where things were seemingly impossible. Not, not impossible, but like the idea of having to go and do, um, having to go and kill a war chief, and knowing that I would have like an army of men that were going to try and kill me and you know and this war chief was going to be immune to half the thing or 90% of the things i threw at it like it was just it was it was it was almost soul crushing in terms of like i don't really want to play this game anymore cuz i don't feel like i can progress past this and there's this like and i think steve talked about it too there's kind of this like ceiling that you kind of have to just push through and and once you push through it, once you kill those war chiefs and you open up the second map and you open up the ability to brand the war uh, brand uh, the Urix, like that game becomes so much more enjoyable, yeah. just off the charts enjoyable compared to what it is right before that point, which is really weird because that point comes. I mean, I'm clearing out the entire map, so that point came nine hours in after I'd cleared everything out of the first map, and. Nine hours into a game to hit that ceiling was like just really demoralizing, and so I, that, that's why it wasn't on my list. That's why I hadn't finished it in time for the uh, game of the year stuff. But you know, I went back and I, I was like, all right, well, everyone's saying this is so good, and it's you know on top lists of a lot of sites, and and you guys all liked it. I need to, I need to get through this. So push through, 
And yeah, no, when you open up that second map and you open up the ability to, you know, teleport to bad guys what just as a means of, of travel. Sort of rush. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of speeding up the process. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and, you know, and, and combat becomes like this almost like ballet of you being able to just take people out as opposed to feeling overwhelmed constantly. Like there isn't a size of, of army that you don't feel comfortable taking out. Um, Audacity. That game just becomes that game just opens up and becomes so enjoyable, and I see now why it was on so many uh, lists. And I and I finally finished it. Uh, must have been last weekend. And I guess the only thing I would the only thing I would change from what we talked about at the game of the year thing was the David said that he thought the story fit okay in the Tolkien universe. Like it was a, it was a competent enough story for the Tolkien universe, and I think that's true right up until the end. And at the end, that story is just dog shit like did either of you guys did you, either of you guys finish it not yet yes i finished it at the weekend i decided to uh pick it up and i was like i gotta get this done and uh i sort of had reached a se- a second ceiling because you have spoiler alert but you you do war chiefs and then you're doing war chiefs again right right right, right. and they these and i think i'd had a break of about a month so I always think I was just rusty, right? Yeah. And things are tough. It's not it's not super easy, but it took me an hour and I started to flow back into it. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just do... It seems really daunting because you can't just go for the war chiefs. You've got to take out their bodyguards too. So you've got to go find the bodyguards. And then each one of those is like a super boss battle in itself. And and it seems like whenever you're fighting one of those little guys, like four more captains or whatever just show up. Oh, yeah. Like you'll be fighting, you'll be... And then all of a sudden... Because what it'll do is, uh, for people who haven't played it, what it'll do when you're fighting and another captain shows up or the first captain shows up, there's this, like, mini in-game cutscene where, like, it'll, like, zoom to the captain and they'll taunt you and they'll have his name on the bottom. And that's great when you're fighting the first captain. But, like, if two or three other captains show up, like, you're in the middle of, like, you could be in the middle of a combo. And then another captain will just be like, and it'll the camera will zoom and combat will stop and the name will show up. And it's just annoying. Yeah. But it's neat, too. I mean, it is really neat. It's like you, I found it made me laugh. I'd be on my way, like I knew where I was going. Right, I gotta go find this captain. He's my target because I found myself getting very cap. Right, I need to take out this guy. I need to take out this guy. Okay, this guy. I'm off to go get him. And then I would bump into one of the other guys who was way down my list of coming to later. And I was like, oh god, not now. Just you know, and there's nothing, not much you can do except you gotta take him on. Right. And. uh you know, that inconvenient... I'm trying to think. There's sort of like a film, you know... It's like that sort of Indiana Jones where you just want to pull the gun out and just not... Yeah, out, right? exactly. You know? Exactly. Please stop bothering me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I forged ahead and got it done, you know, uh, the other night. It was, I thought it was great. I didn't did think... You like, that, did you like the story? I really, really fast-forwarded it past every bit of story. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's what you do. That's, that's what I do. A, that's what I do. I just, so, you yeah, know what? And, and and in this in this regard, I wish I wish I could. I wish I would have been with you on that because man, that story gets real dumb. <laughs> yeah, I was just on a mission to get it done. Get her done. Get her done. I thought the last two boss fights were a little disappointing. Just like this big build up, and then it's a series <laughs> of quick time events. Yeah, I agree with you. If I I agree that they could be disappointing. To some, I quite like it actually. There's some part of me that likes. You know what? I've worked bloody hard to get to the end. Don't make it harder. It's you know, a, it, you a, basically got the Indiana Jones ending. 
Yeah, a little bit, yeah. It wasn't that bad. In fact, yeah, it was really easy, actually. It really wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't a challenge at all. But I was, I was fine with that because I was just plowing to get to the end. You know, my sights were set on the end. It, it wasn't the journey anymore, you know. It was just, let me get this done. I need to get it off my list. Mm-hmm. So... Not to say I didn't enjoy it, but the last three or four hours I was playing to get that finish and branding the War Chiefs and doing all that was really good. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one, the, the combat and the systems they have set up and, I don't know, just like the the different abilities and the and the ruining, like all that stuff is really just really cool and uh, a lot of fun. It's just... I don't know. There was those weird ceilings that were just, I, and I don't, and I don't understand where they come from because it's not like it was an XP thing. It wasn't like a, it wasn't. I wasn't high enough level to do that stuff because I had done literally everything on the map. There was nothing else to do, and I don't know if maybe and now another problem I think maybe the game has is that if you get killed a lot early by an Uruk and he becomes like a super strong captain, like he can be a real pain in the butt later. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, I had this one dude who was a, an archer. I got killed by archers a lot in that game. And uh, this one guy was an archer, and he killed me, I don't know how many times, but he, like, by the end of it, his, like, he was immune to, to like, any type of, like, special takedowns. He was immune to ranged. He had poison arrows. Like, he, like, he, like, he got buffed by, he had, like, he could call other people. Like, it was just, like, the most annoying abilities that someone could have, he had them all. And I was just, like, it's because I died to him so often. That he became so powerful. Nice. Yeah, I had that with one guy, and it's almost like you get the yips as well with some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, one of the one of the captains will turn up. You're like, oh no, not you again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's almost like the turn and run, school, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, all in all, it's, I don't still I still don't think it would show up on my top five just because the uh, I I don't know I was I was all into the story and then and then I shouldn't have been. Um, but it was it was that's a real good game and and definitely worth worth playing um, for sure. John, it's on your list too. Did you did you play it as well? Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but um, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I started a little later, but my I'm on the the whole sites on just getting it done. Um, so I've definitely you know because we talked about during the game of the year, it's always like oh side quest, let's see what that's about or what's over there. Um, but now I'm at the point of like I I'm not letting myself do anything unless it's a one of the the yellow story missions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like that's red. Don't touch it. <laughs> it's red. That one's blue. I'm not interested in those. Yeah, I got no. I got all the all the, the weapon upgrade, all that stuff. I went through and did all that because that's the type of jerk I am when it comes to game. Like my map was clean except for red and blue. At the end, yeah. Like like if I'm in the middle of anything and I'm passing by one of those, I do it because that that does help because you're just gonna get better at something. But um, and you can get some upgrades and it's. And there's something really gratifying every time you have enough points to spend on a new ability mm-hmm. or you unlock one and you see what it is and you're like, it's always really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the one, but when you, um, it's like you travel and attack at the same time. Yeah. With the, with the, that's, with that's, that's, crossbow. I use that all the time. It's, I love awesome. that one. That's the, like just being able to traverse, you can traverse like giant areas faster, almost sometimes faster than like fast traveling and, because, like, sometimes the mission will be near a tower, but not, not at a tower. But, like, you can use that to travel super fast. I love that. That was my favorite ability in the entire game. Yeah, when I got that one, I was like, this is, this is amazing. Um, and I actually used it on one of the, um, one of the, uh, it wasn't a war chief, but just one of the other guys. And um, he was not prone to range, so I only took a couple hits. Yeah. <laughs> so once you just get so OP on some things, it just makes it easier to cut through them. But, 
Um, but yeah, I'm definitely still enjoying it. I'm, I'm probably going to need a couple more sit-downs to finish it. Um, I think I'm, I only need like six more missions in total. So, but yeah. I really like the second map, too. The first map was kind of drab and brown. Yeah, once I got to there, I was like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll move in. <laughs> <sighs> and then I guess the other thing I was playing, um, I'm playing through all the Halo games with my wife because we got the Master Chief Collection for Christmas. And um, so we're playing, and we're not trying to do any of the multiplayer. So for the most part, um, Halo Master Chief Collection has been has been a positive experience. I, I, I struggle to to remember why people liked Halo 1 so much. I mean, I get that it was like a first-person shooter on a console that was done really well, and, you know, for someone who played PC games like that, a first a, a good first-person shooter or, you know, a, an acceptable first-person shooter wasn't remarkable, but I guess on a console it was. But man, that game is just it's not fun. <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of fun in Halo, and I don't I don't know, maybe maybe it's just cuz I don't like killing things that are that take a, a ridiculous amount of bullets or you know are these giant spaces where there's just a ton of enemies that i just want to like skip maybe that's it but there's there was a lot of that game that my wife and i were just like fuck this we're gonna run we're just running through this because this is this is nonsense which one is um, it halo one. Oh. did you did you have you guys did you guys like you guys have fond memories of halo one <clears throat> i have very Either. fond memories of halo one yeah. Okay, so explain to me what what did I miss? Because I just I did not have any fun. Well, to say I didn't have any fun is, is a lie. Because I enjoyed playing it with my wife, and um, there are there there were funny moments that we had, obviously. But there were like, and not just the library, because the library in the Halo One version or the Halo Remastered Edition is actually more entertaining because it's not just a drab corridor after a drab corridor. Like they've they've done a lot of work with the textures in there and stuff like that. So that was fun, but. Like there was the the level leading up to the library, and then the level after the library, which is basically the level leading up to the library in reverse. The, neither of those were, they were just like, they just it was like that's all corridor the corridors of dude. inside, yeah, yeah, corridor of dudes <laughs> followed by corridor of dudes followed by corridor of dudes followed by bridge of dudes. Repeat. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's it, whatever. How old is it now? That's uh, ancient. Two thousand one. That's the big thing. Yeah, it's you know. Yeah, you have no. fond memories of it, but if you could play it now, it, it may not hold up. Or games have changed so much since then yeah, that your I, expectations are different. I loved well, revisiting it last year or the year before, or whenever it was. I absolutely when loved that, yeah. revisiting it. You know, yeah. Does it stand up? Mm, maybe not. It's not bad though. No, I good. mean. I, I think it's just because, like, I think that Halo for a lot of people was, like, Half-Life and, and, and things of that nature for me. Like, I can play Half-Life again now. Um, that, what, this time last year they released that Black Mesa, like, that reskin. Yeah, I played uh, that. And I, I thought that was great. Like, I, and, and, and maybe maybe it's, it's just rose-colored glasses because I really love Half-Life. It's one of my favorite games, and so playing through it again. But I just, I don't know. I did not have, I did not have a great deal of fun with Halo 1. Halo 2, however, I love Halo 2. I, that that when that game came out originally, I pirated it and played it in French the first time. So the you just imagine little grunts running around yelling "Master Chief, Master Chief." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that. Allons-y. Yeah, exactly. I mean it had English subtitles, but like if you didn't know how to enable them, like that you were completely lost in those opening cutscenes with like the 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 Covenant like and the Arbiter and all that stuff. 
But man, I I love Halo 2. And in that game, um, the remastered edition is great. But God, is it buggy? Like, I that that whole like every it seems like every time. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I can see this portion of Master Chief Collection is okay. Like, I run up into this, like, game-stopping bug. Like, it crashed my Xbox twice. Just hard-locked mm. the whole system um, uh, in a level. And when you're playing in co-op, you don't get checkpoints. I mean, you get checkpoints in so much as, like, if you both die, you respawn at a checkpoint. But if you exit out of the game, you start that level at the beginning. You don't start it from your most recent checkpoint. And we crashed out of um, the level where you kill regret, like, twice like hard locks that we'd lost like an hour worth of progress each time and just like it's in it's just it's 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 so incredible that microsoft's like this is their marquee franchise like they are naming portions of their windows operating system after halo (laughs) like this is their thing and they released this like celebration of that and it is just the buggiest piece of shit and I and I don't I don't know I don't it's 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 mind-boggling how I think <laughs> it's just I it is mind-boggling you know it's it's it, yeah it's, I don't know it's I, indicative but, of what we put up with last year yeah I mean I guess it's just Microsoft was fell prey to the pressures of getting that system and the killer app you know out into the marketplace and. They're all rushing to get this shit out into the marketplace, and and they're not very good at doing it. Yeah, and I I think Microsoft is under a lot of pressure um, because you know they were behind Sony and and they had this big price drop and they needed to move systems this uh, holiday. So my guess is that was a lot of it too. It's just it was just so like it leaves just a sour taste in your mouth. And like my wife who who doesn't have any like doesn't have any allegiances and doesn't really care. She just wants to play video games. She's like, why would anyone buy this? You know, like, this is obviously, like, broken. And she's worked in video game development. So she knows. So when she sees something like that, she's like, okay, well, I see why this is broken. Like, I understand. I can I can, I can, can visualize, like, the process that went through where they were just like, well, we just need to push this out. But she's like, but this is, like, their, this is their baby. Like, I, you would think that they would take care of it better than this. And at this point, why is it still broken? Right. Yeah, because, like, it's January, or it's February. I mean, we were playing. Like, release it. They should release it if they knew about the issues and then continue to work on them so it's a quick fix. Well, I guess they I guess they started a beta program for the patches. Like, you could sign up to beta test the patches. But mm. it's out. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I... Oh, man. Like they should not, have that not... sorted out. I mean, there's a lot of people I've been reading this week who's saying a lot of people are, are putting down Assassin's Creed Unity as their, one of their best games of last year or they're saying really? you know what if it, if it wasn't if it had been patched earlier it would be my game of the year of last year. a lot of people i don't know whether or whether i just struck a seam of you know two or three people saying it which clouded my vision a little bit but a lot of people are saying it's one of the best you know assassin's creed games now that they've tidied it up and fixed it now they fixed it not tidied it up now they fixed the broadcast game that it was hmm. um but it's surprising that you know you're saying that this game is still broken still broken yeah it's really still bad. broken i still can't get over the fact they want to beta test patches right well they they, they 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 i guess i just read now they just suspended that idea and they're oh, rethinking okay. it but that was the thing you could sign up to beta test patches 
for Halo it's Master like, Chief Collection. They're not Blizzard like with their PTOs. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, even on one even hand, the PTR it, plays better than. <laughs> yeah, exactly. PTR is basically production. There's <laughs> more tuning, but like, uh, it's just it's it's. It's such an incredible collection, and it's such an incredible value, especially if you got it before whatever whatever it was, the 19th, where they're going to give you ODST for free as well. Like, It's such an incredible value, and it's just like, you kind of want to give it a pass for that, but man, they're just, I, you know, they're, they're talking about the, the, the Halo uh, Championship Series, like doing a uh, multiplayer, you know, like, uh, like um, Riot does the LCS, and um valve does whatever the global ops thing is like they they want to start a league for competitive multiplayer and like whoever gets the most kills before the crash wins right exactly <laughs> i mean that's what it is because they were the the halo 2 the halo 2 remaster was like going to be the first game until halo 5 came out that was going to be a part of this of this uh halo championship series but they can't do it now and they're just going to have to wait till Halo 5 comes out because Halo 2 or you know all the multiplayer is busted. Incredible. Hmm. Incredible. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's it. That's all I've been playing. I mean, unless you guys want to talk about Warcraft, you guys want to talk about Warcraft? No. World of Warcraft. Orcs. Humans. Do you really play that? Do you play that? Oh god, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. All right, sometime soon in the future. We can talk. Well, I can tell you all about all about all the new raids and everything. I've heard about your guided tours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing for this week. Right. Fraser Morris, mm. what are you playing? All right. Well, <clears throat> I was going to go in some sort of order here, but actually, what I'll do is I'll start with a game, stunning value, not broken at all. It's the Metroid Trilogy. Anyone? Oh, anyone? Oh, anyone? Man. Dude, I I put my credit card in and said, uh, "Here you go, Mister Yamochi. Here's my credit card. Just give me, give me Metroid Prime Collection." And it's installed on the Wii U. I think I because it was like you need to get a controller and nunchuck, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, well, it, uh, you know, just to pick it up for that price." So the Metroid trilogy was released on the Wii. The background is that it was released on the Wii. I don't know. It must be like six or eight years ago now, right? Six years, uh, six years ago. No, well, Me- Metroid like Prime. Metroid Prime was a GameCube game. The original Metroid yes. Prime. Yes, so, but and Metroid, Metroid Prime... Trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy was, was was released on the Wii. Yeah, two thousand eight, something like that. So they released Metroid Three was released for the Wii. Metroid Prime and Prime Two Echoes were already released on the GameCube previous generation. Metroid Prime 3 came out on the Wii, but they also released the Metroid Trilogy, which was like, which they went, hey, it's going to be a limited edition, here you go. And then they released it, got bought up, and nobody could find a copy. Well, you can find copies, but they were like 100 bucks. I went hunting. Yeah, they were expensive. A couple of years ago, yeah, because it was limited. And, uh, and so they just released it now for the Wii U digital download, and then they had this week, you know, for the first week, it's $10, like, it's actually twelve dollars up here in in Brocast Canada, um, but it's great. What value? I was just like, that I can't is... turn, I can't turn it down. No, that so, uh, Metroid Prime is the best game that was on the GameCube. Yeah, yeah. So I went out and I did it uh, differently. I went out and bought a um, cr- a card, you know, a 
eShop card. I yeah. don't even know what they're called, right? It had fucking Mario <laughs> on the front of it, right? It said $20. And I went, that one, that's the one I want. So I put in my pin code and downloaded or whatever, and the, and the Metroid Prime Trilogy is, is uh, on my Wii U now. And um, I was a little bit concerned. I was like, you know, am I doing the rose-tinted spectacles again or whatever? But I've loaded up. I've been playing it. I played it some uh, the first one the other day. I've been playing some more of it tonight. It's just wonderful. Oh, it's, it's just wonderful. Game. It's such it's, a good game. It is. It's just a brilliant game. I mean, if you didn't play it, you missed out. It's again, we, and this is why it's good to talk about this straight after Halo. Is it rose-tinted spectacles, why I'm enjoying it? I, I'm hesitant to say that it's stood up and it's brilliant, but it really seems like it is. You know, it has... They took... It's like Super Mario 64... Like, you just couldn't see how they were going to take a 2D side-scroller and convert it into a 3D world, but somehow they did it. And they just, everything they've done about it is just brilliant. You know? Oh, it's so good. It, it's, I mean, it's it's a 3D version of, 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 of a Metroid game. Like, you know, the traditional uh, gated item stuff. Like, you just didn't think they'd be able to pull that off. And not only did they pull it off... They made arguably a game that was a game that's arguably as good as Super Metroid, which is you know the 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 top tier of that series. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. I just love the just the formula you know that I'm going through now. You know, it's just I mean the sense of wonderment as I'm playing it. You know, and my son's playing it, sitting there with me as well, and he's enjoying it too. You know, it's like oh, I can't get through that door yet. I wonder how, I can, and I can't quite remember what I need to get through that door. But then you start following the map. The map's really complicated at first, but then once you get to grips with it. You know, it works a charm and it's, you know, you find something, okay, now I've got that power up, I can get to this other se- section and do this and here's, there's loads of secret passageways and different types of enemies to fight and the music's great and oh, the, music's the character's fantastic. brilliant and, I mean, there was one of the, one of the fights that I was doing, a boss fight and my son just turned around and he goes, I love this music and it was a piece of music I would never in a million years have really paid much attention to or thought that he would like, but for some reason he just loved it. And it's, it's again, you know, Nintendo doing it right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I've got that on there. I'm pleased with that. And I never played, I, I never played uh, the second one to completion. I don't think I played much of it all. So I don't think I, I did either. And I don't think I played the third one much. So I beat the third one. The third one's good. Yeah. So I've got all that. Oh, and then of course um, it's all played with the, um, Wiimote and the nunchuck, so all the controls are altered on these games away from a GameCube controller, and it seems to work brilliantly. It was a little mm-hmm. bit, sh- little bit shaky at first, but then once you get it, um, it's good. So, so yeah, so that's really great. Um, I finished Shadow of Mordor, which we talked about. I this was a little while ago now, but we haven't been on for a while. I finished The Evil Within, so that is done and dusted. And so, off the list. Final final thoughts. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yep. Why is there why is there a question mark there? Uh I put a question mark on there because I had couldn't remember whether I talked about it or not. So I can take that question oh, mark no. out. So I'm um, Ron Evil Within. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've played uh, finished that, enjoyed it, loved it. Um but I'm not really sure. I've talked about it enough, so I don't think there's too much it, uh, you know what? This was another one. Like Shadow of Mordor, the boss battle at the end wasn't that bad. No. And I and I welcome that because I felt like I'd been beaten up most of the way playing this game. So, you know, it's, it's almost like a little bit of respite. I thought they... And they handed you things to deal with the boss 
that you felt you deserved. You know, I've been through, been to hell and back, <laughs> you know, give us a break, guys. And they did. And it was very satisfying at the end. So I was pleased, pleased with that. And I'm looking forward. I'll revisit that game in probably a year's time. Um, it did the typical uh, Resident Evil finish once I finished it up. They handed me a machine gun and a rocket launcher and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And here you go. Go to town. Have fun. So I'll do that at some point. After like an hour of credits? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right, John. Yeah, it was a lot of credits, but worth waiting for. Um, so uh, that's good. I've got that off the list. Um, I also have been playing a load of Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, the Wii U continues to be this thing of wonderment in my house. Uh, not only for Metroid Trilogy, which which uh, is fantastic, but also because I've just been grabbing the Wii U controller, going you know up to the uh, living room upstairs and if i sit down in the corner right above the basement part where the wii u is i can play the wii u um somewhere else on the uh on the screen that it's got on the console it's great it's great remote play is it grace it is grace (laughs) crazy just doesn't want to admit that he's playing the wii u on the toilet uh yeah yeah but well (laughs) i would play the wii u on the toilet i don't you know there's no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's no Toilet shame time. in that there's no shame in that no uh so it's really good but so anyway yeah ipad so um a very bit of very comfortable couch sessions of playing super mario 3d land i'm loving that game loving that game it's so good it's uh it's in, it's immensely infuriating playing that with a second person it just it's great that you can do it and they you know, I guess they do it well that they set these games out that you can play two, three, or four people running around on the screen. But these carefully crafted set pieces of two to two-stroke three D platforming—it's just mental when you get you chuck in a second person. But when you're just playing it on your own and it's just you versus the platforms and the and the enemies and the puzzles and all that sort of stuff—it's it's just brilliant. I'm loving it. I'm going through, I'm being obsessed, OCD on it. I'm collecting every star, every flag, every stamp and all this sort of stuff that you can collect on it. So we're slowly working my way through that. Um, And again, you know what, I'm just going to say it. There's a point, I was just playing it today and there's this bit where you're playing in one of the levels and as you drop into the water, the music doesn't skip a beat, but it becomes bubbly music. You know what I mean? It's that well-crafted and so slick. It's just brilliant. So good. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep plugging away at that. (sighs) And then finally, uh, I was gifted a code for a game called Chariot, which apparently everybody's been playing except me. And me, but you said you played it, and I have had it for like two months (laughs) because it was free on X-Bone. So I played a little bit before we recorded. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah, so um, I'm going to say thank you to Laurent Mercure from Prime Studios because he gave us uh, a code. I contacted him and gave him the old Canadian hearth, um, Canadian sob story because they're a Canadian outfit, um, Canadian publishers. So I said, oh, I'm going to promote Canadian uh, Canadian games. So he's threw us some codes for that. Um, and I'm going to go live. Here we go. I'll do, I'll do this as well. He didn't send uh, just one code, and you guys all have it. So if anybody's got a pen and paper, here's a code for um, the for another one, if I can find it. Where is it? 
Which platform? Uh, PC for Steam. So here we oh, go. Here's good. a code, uh, and then I'll do it in um, police phonetics. See if I can get this right. Echo, uh, Lima, whiskey. Uh, mother, that's not right, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Mango. <laughs> okay, let's start again. Echo, Echo, Lima, whiskey. Mango, Pongo. Uh, Joseph, Apple, <laughs> George. <laughs> 54 <laughs> 54 uh roger indigo six indigo jason so there we go um that's one of the codes i'll say that again echo lima whiskey mario papa joseph alpha george 54 roger indigo six indigo jason so if anybody wants to grab that code and uh, throw that into Steam, that will work and should give you a copy of Chariot. And uh, guess what? There's a third copy. So if anybody wants to email me and uh, just tell me, here's a, here's a question. Just email me and tell me what is the capital of Saskatchewan? And I'll give you the code. There you go. And then Fraser's going to send you a reply with a bunch of letters. Every sixth letter will be one of the, <laughs> <laughs> one of the code numbers. There you go. Or just send us an email. Who knows? Whatever. Send me an email mentioning Canada, and you can have a code. So there we go. Two. Oh, yes. Yat May. Brilliant. It's good to have people in the uh, chat, isn't it? Wyatt May says, to what? To what? To the email, you fool. That's what. Uh, Gamepunchespod at gmail.com. So on to the review. I like Chariot. It's all right. So, basically, <laughs> Steve's, Steve's in the chat. He said Moose Jaw. Is that? Is it? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. What do I know about Saskatchewan? That's like well in the middle of nowhere. Um, uh, yeah, Chariot's all right. So, basically, the premise behind Chariot is you have a chariot, and you have to pull and get this chariot. I don't know. I didn't read this, really follow the story that well, right? But um, Not that you ever do. Not that I ever do, right. Uh, so anyway, you got to basically get... a greedy boss, greedy bossy dead king. <laughs> greedy boss, dead king. Right? Yeah, and he's not not too happy about where he's getting buried or something like that. Right? So you've right. got so he right. so he grabs you and your faithful servant or your faithful partner or whatever, and uh, says, "Take my chariot somewhere else." So it's a two D sides two two uh, D side scroller sort of thing, um, platforming puzzle type thing, and you basically uh, Steve's in the chat saying, "I suck at contests." It's true. Well, Steve sucks at attending. <laughs> That's podcasts. right. Yeah, they're well said. Um, yeah, so you have to take this chariot and basically get from point A to point B, wherever that might be. Now, the mechanic is you have little people here that you're controlling. They can either push the chariot or they can attach this magical sort of lasso to the chariot to pull it. And uh, between the pair of you. I didn't play single player, John, so you'd have to tell me whether it's different. I played at couch co-op with my son. So the two of us, the two of you, are pushing and pulling and and uh, hanging on and dragging each other up over things with this um, with this chariot to get it to uh, to different points, and uh, it worked really well. It was very very clever. I was nothing short of impressed with it. Um, we had a good. We probably played the first five or six levels. And, uh, yeah, we didn't really tire or bore of it. It gets very clever. It keeps adding new things in. Um, if It does a typical thing, right, which is if you just want to get to the end of the level, you probably can do that quite easily. If you start to go on a gem-collecting mission, 
there's all sorts of things hidden around the levels which you need to get the chariot close to to collect them the chariot sort of has like a magnetic power which it will suck um, the gems or the skulls or whatever it is that you're collecting to the chariot but like it's just science it's magic pure science science um, yeah and those can get very challenging and we had to work hard at that and that involves me shouting a lot at my son um, but uh, yeah, it was good I really enjoyed it. I don't. Um... Yeah, so I mean, solo is okay. I played a little bit. Solo is okay. It's I can see it being more fun with two people, and um, you know, but I th- I I think it's still pretty clever, even just one person. Um, but yeah, there's definitely we'll pull out the completionist in you to get all the gems and the artifacts and kind of figure out how you can get to those places. And you know, they tuck some in the corners that you probably wouldn't necessarily travel to unless you explored the whole area. Um, yeah, it's good though. Pretty yeah, clever. Yeah, yeah. Not, not bad for uh, well, it was free with gold for me. Yeah, I can't free see with, that it's free with code for you. Free with code for some other people. Um, yeah, it was really good. I mean, you really it was a nice team working game, and we really enjoyed it. Um, was it ten? Is it ten bucks? I think fifteen bucks on Steam. Fifteen bucks. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure how long it is, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's and very well done. Yeah, it is very well done. It's really slick. It's really good. And uh, as well, um, I'm just uh, looking at the email that uh, Laurent from uh, Freema Studios sent me. And he said, solo is more... Cha- I said, Take note that Chariot is a very different experience in solo than in co-op, which I guess is uh, true. He says, I recommend trying both. Solo is more challenging and requires more mastery of the physics, while co-op will put your team working skills to the test. Um, but he also put at the bottom, please let us know of any content you create on our game. So that I need to explore. Oh, is that in Steam Workshop? It could be. I don't didn't notice that at all. But like we just fired it up and played it, so I'll need to dig around a bit more in there. So um, yeah, it's good. I think it's really good. Definitely, if you've got the if you've uh, if you've got someone you can couch co-op with, I think it's well worth a punt. Yeah. So fun little casual, something different. Yep. It's neat. Cool. You had a. You're not talking about the other thing on your list. What was the other thing on my list? Tap Titans. Uh, oh, I didn't take that out. Uh, you know what? Tap Titans, right. Okay, just quickly. Tap Titans is a game where all you do is... iOS. Yeah, have you played it? Yeah, because you told me to. Yeah, right. Oh. Okay. So basically... Mm, you said check out Tap Titans. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, you just gave me Cookie Clicker with a skin of... <laughs> Of like MMO sort of like yeah I'm dungeon crawler. You know what? I'm embarrassed. I'm a little bit embarrassed at the moment, right? Because Tap Titans is the most futile experience <laughs> there probably is in gaming. You're selling really. me on it because I'm, really I'm with no you so far. Involved. It's just tapping. There is no skill. You just tap, 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 and your guy does damage to the bosses. And the more it's literally you tap, a cookie clicker with a different skin. Yeah, the more gold you get, the more upgrades you can buy. You can buy other people to join you, and you can upgrade them. And then the bosses get like, harder. You upgrade more. The bosses get harder. You upgrade more. The bosses get harder. You upgrade more. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. It's, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It's I play that game. I'm doing it live feel, on the air right now. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. The thing I'm even it, removing it from Game Center. That's, that's how bad oh, wow. it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's not that it's so bad. Scorch like, the earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it's really bad. It's just the type of game that it is. Cookie Clicker, Tap Titans, and 
the other one that I'm playing in the background, <laughs> which is Clash. Adventure Capitalist. Oh, no. Like Adventure Capitalist is the same thing, right? You start off with a lemonade stand. Then you get enough lemonade stands, you can buy a hot dog stand. And then you can buy a hot dog stand, you can buy a pizza parlor. Then you can buy a pizza parlor or whatever. And then you can buy managers. And then you can buy upgrades and all this sort of stuff, right? And you start off. And I, just... I look at pizza shop owners in a whole new light now. They've yeah. gone through a lot. They've, they've really yeah. overcome adversity. Adverse, adversary? Ad- they have. <laughs> um, and I don't know what it is, this genre of games, which is like just... What is it? What? What? Uh, there must be. Does anybody know what these type of games are called? Crap! They're ruining my life. That, that's the word that was in my head. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like, do you guys? Do you guys? I don't know. It, 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 like right after EverQuest came out, there was someone just made something called Progress Quest, which was the same thing. You clicked a button, and like the stats that appeared, like above the uh, button, just started going up. Like you were just you know, like your strength would go up and all that stuff, and that's what you did, and that that's all you did is that you'd click the button and stats would go up, and they would just continue to go up, and that's how you progressed in that quote game. All you game. could upgrade is strength. Well, it was like strength, stamina, you know, typical fantasy, all the fantasy tropes, but all you're doing is clicking a button. Yeah, I don't Called... know. That's so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just po- it's pointless. Yeah, I find it quite interesting. Like tap titans will run in the background as well, so I could fire tap titans up before I go to bed. And spend the billions and trillions. Thing is, it goes on. Like I, Cookie Clicker, I managed to bury that, right? Because I got into the source code and changed it and gave myself a million, billion, trillion, zillion cookies. And finished it and got the end state. These ones are worrying me now because I'm not sure how to hack them and get the... I need. To, you need to get some sort of like drinking bird apparatus that has like a... A capacitive nose that just... That every time it just goes down and you can just leave it on your desk. Well, they, I don't know, but they all run in the background, right? So you can go away from these things, come back a week later, and they've all accumulated gold or credits or money or whatever it is, and you're still not getting anywhere because it's just exponential. Can you right? give it your credit card in order to do better? Yes. No. <laughs> well, see, there you go. There you go. That's how you hack it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so anyway, I need to get off those games. They're harmless, I guess. I don't know. So I didn't really want to talk about it because it's like a dirty, my dirty secret. It's out now. Yeah, it's all right. We're all better. We're all better for hearing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no evidence for me. It's not a game center, so. Right. <laughs> so that's me it done. It didn't happen. That's all me right. done and walking away with my head in shame. Did we have to bring <laughs> that one up last? No, I have, I have one other game. Uh oh. So that's not really last. Uh oh. Um, Fraser, don't forget to mute your mic when you start tapping on your. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go check ta- tap Titans now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I did Chariot and Shadow Mordor, but uh, I also got into the Battlefield Hardline beta. Sweet. Well, not got into, I jumped into. Everyone gets into it. Um, yeah, it's it's multiplayer only beta. Um, consists of three modes: uh, Heist, Hotwire, and Conquest Large. Uh, heist is basically if you're on the criminal side, you're trying to crack into vaults and there's two bags you have to secure and bring to kind of an extraction point where a helicopter will get them. And then the uh, cops are trying to prevent that from happening. Um, and if uh, they prevent it and they have to kind of squat near the bags for a while until they, you know, kind of refresh back to the spawn point. Um, Hotwire is capturing marked vehicles and then driving at high speeds 
to uh, deplete the other team's control points. So you're just trying to maintain those cars and not not get destroyed from them. So it's just a bunch of people driving all over the place. <laughs> and then uh, the other mode is called Conquest Large, um, which is basically like um, point control. So you kind of capture the the mark points of interest, um, sort of like domination. Does it have tickets? Like um, it yeah, it's all tickets. So yeah. it's it's basically Battlefield. It's traditional Battlefield multiplayer. Yep. Um, minus war and right. Well, war. the war on Some drugs. Guns. Yeah, the war on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pre- it was pretty action packed. The, the weapons are pretty good. I mean, it's it's definitely just Battlefield with a different skin and game modes. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I, I'm having fun with it. I mean, it's a free beta to jump into. It's kind of nice to have something different than just straight out war. Is it edgy? Um, in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they swear. Oh, that's what good. The is. Good, good. They're like, I need some fucking backup. Yes. Like, oh, whoa, relax. And now I feel like I'm in the real world. This is like NYPD Blue. Yeah, but you know now now your backup's like one word slower at getting to you because you're like I need some and then you you know right you say fucking and then it's another word after that. Oh, backup. You got to it. Okay. Oh, oh. I was waiting. I know you needed some fucking something. I was just waiting. For the now, I know what that was. You kind of cut out. <laughs> um, but it's not too bad. It's uh, it's fun. Uh, no, Steve, I will not watch my damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's lurking uh, in the chat. He is. He's in the audience. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I played. Otherwise, um, definitely on the path to finish games. Though, I'm trying to push myself to finish games. I gave that up I, long ago. Yeah, well, there's some games that you just can't finish though, because they're like like your Diablo threes and your World of Warcrafts and your Destinies. Well, you can your... finish Diablo. I mean, if you say I've gotten through the story, sure. I am done with this game. I I have to say, man, the stuff that they added with Reaper of Souls was so good, so good. I mean, I I'm not a huge um, Diablo guy. I did not uh, I did not uh, fall prey to the second one. I played like the clones that came after, like Dungeon Siege and. There was another one I can't remember what's name. Anyway, but um, played through Diablo three originally when it came out and and thought it was good. I mean, I didn't see why everyone was all upset about it, but I I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, that was more because it wasn't it wasn't Diablo. What, what Diablo two was? Yeah, right. It was more. I mean, the, the loot system was different. And they brought that auction house thing in, which people were like the right. And then you know. and then I played Reaper of Souls, and I was like, ah, I see why they didn't like Diablo three because like this system is much more. It's much more fun. It's much more rewarding. Like, just you know, it's one thing to to be like, oh, well, they're giving us too much loot. But it's another thing where it's like, you know, it, it feels rewarding when you kill something. And it's like, oh, look, like here's a legendary. Like I remember the, playing through the original game. I think I got like two legendaries total. And playing through Reaper of Souls, I think I was almost completely decked out in legendaries by the end of it. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about upgrading them, right? And grinding, <laughs> like other games out there. Um... Yeah, it, it's great. And then, um, yeah, the, the big thing when it first came out, though, was um, anybody who had played Diablo 2, like, that was like 10 years before that. So there's a whole new generation of gamers, and they're introduced to the auction house, and they're just going to go straight to that versus kind of really realizing the payoff when you go through, and then you get that drop that's worth it. Instead right. Of, like, trading in money or, or doing a trade in the auction house for it. So so that's that gone the then, that. right? So Yeah, uh, that's I've all come gone. In, I've, long long I've, gone. Okay, so the auction house disappeared. I've got Reaper of Souls, so I'm playing it. You're playing. You're playing the way it, it, it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Because um, they added a real money auction house too, didn't they? Like you could spend like yes, you could yes. put your credit card in and be like, all right, I'd like to purchase this item. Or I'd like I'd like mommy and daddy's credit card to right. purchase this item. <laughs> yeah, and that was bad too. So that's the other thing that that was kind of crap about it because it just takes away from the payoff in the game. I think personally, but it doesn't matter now because it doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, Wyatt mentions Torchlight being a good clone. Yeah, that well, was good. Which it is. That was good. And uh, I think this week or coming up, it's Torchlight Two is finally going to be available for the Mac. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. It's still not available it, for the Mac. No, I, it was just. Uh, I think it's this week. Crazy. That's supposed to come. Yeah. Apparently, they uh, the last note of it was um, something about like you know some unforeseen things to overcome and bringing it to the Mac. Even though the first one was on the Mac, like pretty much right around the time yeah. it first came out. Um, and that update was like over a year ago. Like, oh, we saw some unforeseen stuff, but we're working on it. <laughs> unforeseen stuff being Torchlight 3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Diablo uh, 3 was not on my list. I have played a little bit more of it, but I need to play more. Always more. Said yesterday for Torchlight 2 on the Mac. Oh, well, well, well. Thanks, Wyatt. Thanks, Hivemind. <laughs> and then he asked if we need news. <laughs> Uh, well, it's uh, yeah. no, no better time than now to go to the news. The news. <laughs> See, the we news also need music. to get that thing. Yeah, we need that thing so we can pipe the music through like right now so we can experience the music. Could like sing along. Right. To the lyrics of the, mu- sing of the news music. Sing along the news music. Mm-hmm. Right. Press the trigger. <laughs> 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 Okay, um, well, I'm glad to see uh, everybody uh, chipped in and filled in the news section. <laughs> I have the second one. <laughs> do you have the second one? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I picked, I mean, I must admit, I'm pot calling the kettle black because I only just really just quickly skimmed through stuff. And the problem is I was looking for news and then I ended up getting distracted about an article on speedruns for Resident Curling. Evil. No, Resident <laughs> Evil. Um but uh, the one piece of news that I did grab from that, Nintendo are halting console and software distribution in Brazil. No more. If you are in Brazil, it's going to be very difficult to, uh, to pick up a Nintendo console or software there now. There's no official distribution down there at the moment, which really, there's two, two points to me raising this. First of all, because I find it extremely fascinating when you start to get the economics of cross-border selling and and all that sort of thing. But I'm also curious as to having two Americans in the room with me about really wonder, like a piece of news like this, Does it, do you find it interesting? or like, I think so. I mean, I, I don't know how big of a market Brazil is, but it's interesting that, that they're not going to sell stuff there anymore. That's a little... I mean, they, they, released, they released sales numbers too, I think, right around that, right when they made that announcement. Something like, uh, I guess there's 50 million 3DSs, so that's doing okay, but there's only 9 million Wii U's since launch worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. Yeah, that's not very good. good. That's not very good at all. It's not good. There's still a lot of Wii U's, but um, I I mean, they were just saying that Brazil, I mean, it's so bad in Brazil with the cost of the, you know, the cost of them putting the Nintendos into the market there. you know, they were saying here in the article that you know the Sony, the PlayStation Four, 
Well, I mean, this is the thing, right? So to get a sense of, they say here, to get a sense of the sticker shock the tariffs have in Brazil, uh, Sony's $400 PlayStation 4 launched in Brazil. It, it actually was going to market at about $1,800. Yeah, no, I do remember reading that, that people in Brazil import almost, like, uh, almost everything when it comes to video game stuff because the, the tariffs on it are ridiculous. And you can you can order from you know not black market but certainly gray market places that will ship to brazil and in packages that are you know nondescript and and get your consoles and stuff that way because yeah that's that's ridiculous that's a ridiculous markup yeah it's just i I just find it interesting that you know it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is to sell into all these different territories and you know we've you know i can't get a decent price on a PlayStation 4 and Xbox 3 and Xbox 1 compared to you guys down in the states we just can't i mean you know brazil's in the tank our dollar compared to you guys at the moment i mean what is it with america i don't get it right aren't you guys supposed to be in the toilet yeah just, i think we are, I th- we're not in the toilet no i don't think so not compared to us at the moment currency wise we, we have a kenyan for a president how can we not be in the toilet i don't know not allowed to bring politics to the podcast I'm sorry. That was a joke. The Kenyan as a president. <laughs> and anyone who believes that probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know. Well, so, like, how much is a how much is an Xbox One for you? Uh, I'd have to check that now. I've stopped looking. I've given up on it. Well, uh, they brought that price drop back. Yeah. So they're, they're rolling back prices. Frazier. Yeah, well, there's no like rolling Walmart. back for us. I mean, we're at, the, we're, at the, we're at the worst it's been for a long time. I mean, no, Australia. I think Australia has it the worst. Australia has it bad. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like places like Australia and Brazil have it way worse all the time. But you would us. think being connected, like, like I could throw an Xbox One across the border, and you could probably catch it, assuming we were. You know. As long as the Mounties don't catch you. First. Right, exactly. As long as we're in Montana, somewhere, uh, somewhere in Montana, they're probably not guarding that portion of the border. Yeah. Well, we're just yeah. See, we're just victims up here. Like last, say, two years ago, I could have bought an Xbox One. This is just you know, this is where two years ago, let's say, I could have bought an Xbox One for four hundred dollars. You know, now if I wanted to buy one with the exchange rate, it's going to cost me five hundred dollars. You know, that's the sort of the impact that the exchange rates are having on us up here and everything's risen steam all our steam games have gone through the route you know increased in price all our products at retail have, have increased in price um interestingly so. enough you and i both buy most of our steam games from brazil uh i did buy shadow <laughs> of mordor from brazil <laughs> yeah <laughs> which again you know that's I guess that's the exchange. You know, when if I here in Canada, if I can, you know, get a deal on buying in Brazil, I'll take it. But that's getting locked down now. You know, that's where the wild west of that sort of behavior that's coming to a close now. Yeah, so they're going to lock all that down. So anyway, um, that's my news. All right, I have. Well, also- I, I did find news for me too. So oh, nice. So- well, I was just going to mention. Um- AOL is closing some blogs that include sites like Joystick and uh, was it Wow Insider? Wow Insider and the unofficial Apple Weblog. 
Yes, Tua. Tua. As a Tua. Um, which, uh, who knows why? <laughs> because they're idiots, and they still make the majority of their money from dial-up customers. Like, you want to talk about how how much, how long uh, AOL has. Like, the majority of their income comes from dial-up customers. The worst people ever. Well, no, just like that 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 market's going away. Like if it's, yeah. I can't believe that it. I honestly can't believe that it's still a thing. I'm like, my, my mom still plays for Juno. I think just because she doesn't want to lose her Juno email addresses, but she accesses it through her Comcast account, like her Comcast internet. Like she doesn't have Juno internet anymore. I can't believe that people still pay for dial-up. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I'm totally forgot about Juno. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, it's a bummer. A lot of people are out of jobs. Yeah, unexpectedly, and I yeah, think, just out uh, of left field. Yeah, I mean they they broke the news themselves. <laughs> yeah, how depressing is that to to like read on um, like rumor joystick being closed? Wait, that's us. Right. Yeah, and we're being closed, and then like they had to go ask management, and management was like, "Oh, we can't tell you." It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's oh ridiculous. God, things going well over there at AOL. Horrible way. Yeah, doing great. Grace. Um, <laughs> see see i'm learning yes, yeah um but apparently there's going to be some form of joystick within Engadget, but it's it's one dude it's just ben yeah. what's his name padden ben? no not ben padden that's a uh, game journals i don't remember but yeah it's just one dude yeah joystick was clean joystick was like the clean alternative to polygon mm-hmm. i agree like, you know and uh now i don't think anything is like that <laughs> No, Kotaku's just hard to read. Just the way that the website oh, is laid out, is, it just makes it hard to read. Yeah. Well, and all yeah. those Gawker sites, for the most part, they went through that. They went through yeah. some really weird visual layouts. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, Polygon is hit and miss with me. Sometimes I'm, I'm all right. I really like Giant Bomb, but Giant Bomb is very much a, you have to like the people writing Giant yeah. Bomb. You, giant, you know, like, it's not, it's not a comprehensive news site. They post, like, two or three news stories a day. The other thing about so. Polygon, it's like, oh, let's look at some game news. Oh, that's a movie. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, let's. I see. I get a commercial in front of this commercial. That's awesome. great. Thanks, guys. Like your, like your T-shirt. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's there's good stuff on Polygon, you know, when it comes up. But it's just you got to sift through the other things that you you don't want. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think media, jur- game journalism is in a weird in between phases or something, but we will see. Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't know. I, for a while, I, I thought they were going to do the same thing with Polygon. They were just going to fold it into the Verge because Polygon for the first year was not, did not do as great as Vox wanted it to right. do. And so I was like, oh, and then like, you know, the Verge started posting video game reviews, which they still do. It's like, uh, but you ha- you guys have a site for that, you know? Like, they're... You launched a whole site for for just that very purpose, and I don't I don't know why you're trying to steal page views from them, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Good on you. I guess the arguments with different viewership, but readership, I guess you would say. But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, weird world when it comes to internet journalism these days, especially when it's powered by dial-up. You won't believe what happens next on this page. <laughs> You must click to the next page to see what happens next. Awesome. All right, so um, uh, my news. Uh, so Sony Online Entertainment is no longer owned oh, yeah. by Sony. It, uh, they sold off. Sony Online Entertainment is responsible for EverQuest, Planetside, 
a handful of other games. I mean, like they they were the MMO publisher before Blizzard Lizard, made Lizard. World of Warcraft. Like they were exactly they were the uh, the the figurehead of uh, of that uh, that uh, genre. Um, so they've been sold to Daybreak Game to and or they've become the Daybreak Game Company. Which is a little redundant, but all right. You know, it could have just been called Daybreak, but Daybreak Game Company, I guess, is all right. And um, they're they're going to continue to to make games, I guess. I mean, they they got bought up by an investment management company uh, named Columbus Nova. I don't know anything about them. So, but they they've committed to funding them. And and uh, John Smedley, like one of the first things he said when they got bought was that he was excited to make uh, Xbox One games because, you know, they're no longer owned by Sony now, so now we're going to see Planetside 2 on Xbox One probably. And um, I don't know. I, I think probably it's a good thing. Uh, I, I don't know why... Would we see Planetside, I don't know why Planetside Sony wanted? 2 on an Xbox One? Because it didn't make it to a console. Did, or is there any reason they didn't put it on the PlayStation? It didn't go to console, did it? It's, it's, it, it has been perpetually coming to the PlayStation 4. I think it's actually going to go into beta... Sometime right. this quarter, on PlayStation Four, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I guess now they're gonna they're gonna do it for Xbox One as well. Nice. Then it's released as an Xbox so, yeah, One timed exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I I assume I assume you know this is a good thing I, until I guess, until we see otherwise, I guess. But it's not like they, they didn't lay anyone out. They didn't they lay anyone off. They didn't restructure anything. They just bought it wholesale and was like, all right, let's make games. Yeah, that'll work, I nice. guess. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought up that piece of news because I saw somebody mentioning SOE on the t- on the Twitters, and yeah, but I, I had no idea happened. what they were talking about. So now you do. Now I do. Now, now you know. The more you know. The battle. Retaining it is the other half. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Charts. 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 Okay. Who wants uh, UK? John, do you want a chart? Yeah, I can. I'll do the uh, of the UK. Does that mean you're doing the Japan? I can do Japan or Brendan Fish. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I I will not be able to do justice. If no to one the can do justice charts. in Japan except for the <laughs> to the man of the moment, Stephen Pendlebury, <laughs> AKA. He can. Uh, he'll type them, and you can just picture him saying them. If you're in the chat. What we need is text to speech, Stephen. You know, like they did that whole thing with with Roger Ebert right before he died. Like they were working on a big text to speech thing using the catalog of, you know, thousands of hundreds of thousands of hours of at the movies where they could reconstruct his voice and do like a, an accurate text to speech thing. We need that for Stephen on days he can't be here, just so we can have accurate uh, Japanese with a belch charts. button. Right. <laughs> well, we could probably just add that. We probably don't need to synthesize his belching, like probably just any anonymous belching. We can just sound clip one of the uh, previous thousand he's done. <laughs> Change the pitch. It, you know, just mess around with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, UK charts. These ones don't have platform. Hang on. Uh, Cue the chart well. music. Boop. Beep. <laughs> All right, so coming in at number 10 from Bungie is Destiny. Uh, coming in at number 10. Number 10. Number 9 is uh, Minecraft for PlayStation. Uh, coming at number 8 is Acrasen Seed Unity. Coming at number 7 is Call of Duty Ghost. Coming at number 6 is Far Cry 4. Does, 
Does the UK know that Call of Duty Ghosts came out last so. year? Did anyone tell them? I that's think an old game? Call of Duty Ghosts has had a big run of discounts. Like they had a massive one up here. You could have walked into EV Games for a little while, got any of the any console version of Ghosts for like ten dollars or something. Paid with a uh, smile. I think they've had a big run, which has put numbers on the board. Interesting. Well, that's good for them then. <laughs> uh, coming at number five, still will not die. Minecraft for Xbox. Never going to die. Never. Nope. No. Uh, I will die yeah. before Minecraft dies. Do you think Notch still sees residuals, or do you think he, that was oh, part of the I sale? I think so. Would you give someone two? Do you think would he you can just like go to his candy machine? Say yeah, you can still have a cut. I don't know. I I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know because that that game that game doesn't stop. Like I wonder how much he walked away with before, like you know, like because he made money before he sold it. I, I just that dude probably just has I don't know a lot of money. <laughs> You reckon? Just a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was thinking about it, and I think that that guy may have some money. Just a little. I just I listen. I don't want to. I don't want to jump to any conclusion. Coming at number four, Saints Row re-elected Gat out of hell. All right. Coming at number three, FIFA. <laughs> Coming at number two is GTAV. And coming at number one is Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Call of Duty Kevin Spacey Wank Fest. By Sledgehammer. Is that the Japanese title? <laughs> Rough translation. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the UK charts. All right. Okay. America. The UK charts. Again, the UK charts are there because they're up to date. Japan, it doesn't matter. No one can tell. This is uh, and, uh, UK stands for United Kingdom, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Europe. Uh, totally no. different. Okay, or uh, Kenya or Canada. Uh, People's Re- People's Republic of Kanakistan. Uh, okay, Japan. Uh, at number ten for the 3DS, it's Animal Crossing Jump Out. At number Uncanny. nine. At number nine. <laughs> Just like the real thing. At number nine for the PlayStation Vita, it's Gundam Breaker 2. At number eight for the PlayStation 4, GTAV. At number seven for the Wii U, it's Mario Kart 8. At number six for the 3DS, Yukai Watch 2, Ganso. Honk. At number five for the Wii. So what game is that? Like, do we know what that, like, what is the American, or the American, what is the English translation for Yukai Watch Ganso? Uh, well, Ganso Honky, it's sort of like the equivalent of Pokemon Red and Blue. So Ganso is one version, Honk is like the other version. And Yukai Watch okay. is like a Pokemon type game, so. Okay, so it's not a game that's out uh, mm, I'm not sure Yukai Watch 2 is. I think you get it in Brazil. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, but uh, for like seven hundred dollars, you got to you got to have notch money to buy that. It's so. very popular. It's coming to America at some point. They're probably just getting ready. Kids are going to go mental over it when it comes. Um, Wii U at number five for the Wii U is Tyrant Two Smash Brothers for the Wii U. 
At number four for the 3DS, it's Monster Hunter 4G. At number Monster three, Hunter. Monster Hunter. At number three for the 3DS, 2 Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS, uh, which we bought this week, actually. My son bought that. Um, at number, actually, I say my son bought it. He had, like, 20 bucks. And then me being sucker dad just went, well, I'll make up the difference. So, um... The, the bank, bank of dad yeah, comes through right, in the clutch. Bank of dad's, I can't resist the smiles. He was so keen. You know, it's a wonderful, one of those wonderful moments. <laughs> you just remembered when you were like that, that giddy about buying a game. Is it the smiles that you I can know. resist or the fact that you just got Smash Brothers for $20 off? <laughs> 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 well played, sir. Well played. Uh, no. <laughs> it's your smiles. <laughs> No smiles, $20 cheaper. At number two for the 3DS, it's Pocket Monsters, Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. And at number one for the 3DS is Yukai Watch 2, Shinuchi. Which is different from... All right. I can't wait till they do Gonzo Honk Shinuchi. All in one. Shinuchi. Shinuchi. And that is your charts. Is this like a hentai game? Is this is this is there tentacle porn in this game? I don't understand. You have to, like, uh, do I the, just the Konami code to get it. For what? Yukai mm. Watch. Good. Yeah. I did. Sure. I did go into it in a bit of detail a few episodes back, but. So you actually, so you know, like you weren't you weren't bullshitting, like you know. What uh, what? Yeah, what this basically, game is. it's all centered around. I believe it's centered around a boy. And the watch is actually a watch, right? So he can release... I think it's something like he can release animals, which are the yukais or whatever, from his watch. I mean, it's like a Pokemon type thing. You know? So there you go. Something like that. Or yukai means ghosts or something. I can't remember. I can't remember. In one ear and out the other. (laughs) So there you go. Hmm. Yep. Dominating Every the now charts. And then if there's a weird game on there, we do some research and figure out what it is. Because this has been on for a while. Like I, I it, it, so much so that I can I can picture Steve saying it. Yep. So I know I've heard it at least two yep. or three times. Yeah. It's kind of like a. I feel like it's J- Japan's Minecraft. It just will not die on their charts. It will always be there. It is not going anywhere. What was the tank one? They call it like they called it like Tank Girls something something. That was another weird Panzer one. and Dragon or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. So those are the charts. The charts. Should we do a quiz? Do a quiz. I have a quiz. I have a quiz. You're taking the space of I, Steve, I, who was supposed to be asking this week. This is why he's not here. Um. So yes. Oh, there we go. Steve. Steve said, "Girl, girls und Panzer." There you go. See. <laughs> <laughs> it's a German, it's a German title. Big in, big in Japan. They like girls in tanks over there. <laughs> that uh, that directly translates to girls and Panzer. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right, so I uh, I would so let's uh, do heads or tails. Um, I'm thinking of a uh, of a heads or tails. Uh, John, what would you choose? Uh, heads. It was tails, I'm afraid. So, uh, Fraser, you are up first. Are you ready, ready, sir? The subject is Nintendo right. games. 
What is the name of the chief antagonist in most of the Zelda games? Is it A. Voldemort, B. Link, C. Hyrule, or 4. Ganondorf? Did you say protagonist or antagonist? Antagonist. Ganondorf. That is correct. Me. Ding ding. Alright. John, are you ready? Alright. Who published Bust a Move, otherwise known as Puzzle Bobble, on the SNES? Was it A. Bandai, B. Capcom, C. Taito, or 4. Namco? Hmm. Taito? That is correct. Oh, Taito. One, John. Well, well, well. <laughs> we got ourselves a game here, gentlemen. I'm all the way on that one. I don't know why. Yeah, I actually, I guess Bandai. I guess the one that I didn't know. <laughs> Taito. Well done. I was like, uh, all right. You ready? Are you ready, Phrase? Potato. Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> What was the name of the first Final Fantasy series to appear on the Game Boy? Was it A. Final Fantasy B. The Final Fantasy Legend C. Final Fantasy 3 or 4. Final Fantasy Tactics Ooh, I think I can't remember a Final Fantasy game before Tactics. I think it was Tactics on the Advance. So I'm going to say Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm sorry. It was the Final Fantasy right. Legend. I see. Which was actually uh, Secret of Mana in, in Japan. But whatever. What evs. Um, or maybe it was Secret of Mana. Or maybe it was Secret of Mana here. And it was, no, it was Secret of Mana in Japan. Um, in what year... Oh, John, here we go. In which year was The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past released on the SNES? Was it A, 1997, B, 1991, C, 1995, or 4, 1992? Mm, 19... Uh, uh, <laughs> 92? Eh. That was is it correct. 92? was 92 wow. system came out in 91 and uh xbox or i'm uh, sorry nintendo 64 was 95 so that would have been too late um okay here we go fraser i'm sorry this is uh this is this is trouble. a tough one yes but you might but who knows maybe 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 you are actually a savant and i'm just underestimating mm. your knowledge you here i'll let you answer that uh, how many you can get it right <laughs> <laughs> How many playable characters are there in Super Smash Brothers for the N64? Is it A12, B8, C16, or 49? For which version? The N64 version. That was the first version, wasn't it? Yes. I'm going to say nine. Oh, I'm sorry, no, it was twelve. Was 12. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're still tied at one, no. correct? 
one apiece. Two, two to one. Or does John have? Does John have? Does John? John you have two. Is all right. Well, it's up to you, Quizmaster. Are you stopping at three each? Oh yes. Uh, well, we'll stop first to three. I feel like is the is the uh, the appropriate thing to do here. All right. So th this is for the game. In which year was the Game Boy Color introduced? Was it A, 1998, B, 1996, C, 2004, or 4, 2001? 1996. I'm sorry. You will not be, you will not be taking it with that. <laughs> the answer was 1998. Uh, Alright, Fraser, you ready to tie this up? Uh, yes. Okay. Who was the publisher of the Tetris games released on the Nintendo Entertainment System? Was it A. Namco B. Nintendo C. Infogrames or D. Imagineer On the NES... Mm-hmm. The original NES. What was the what were they again? I don't think it was first party. It was Nintendo, Infograms, Namco, and Imagineer. Oh, I don't think it was oh, Imagineer. No, it was oh, Nintendo. So do we want to go to three or do we want to call it? I can find another quiz. <laughs> yes, let's do another quiz. <laughs> <laughs> call it, John's. I know what All right. I'm sorry. I tried to find one that I thought no, that no, you would No, 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 you can't. Uh, you can't, you can't admit well, I thought I'd you're trying to help me. Just do it in the background. I'm not well, saying anything. I just wanted to, I wanted, no, no, I wanted to find one that I thought that would be equally... Like you know, because sometimes I've 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 heard the ones that Steve picks where it's like, you know, not the, that obviously favor one of you over the other. <laughs> he does not do that. Oh, I've heard it. There's no malice involved in this. <laughs> this isn't some sort of attack tactic. Classic. There, there it is. is. That's a quiz. That's a quiz. How are we doing? Right, let's take her home. All right, we all done. No community. Anything um, good? I don't. Well, it's, do we, we never we never addressed Wyatt's email because okay. we didn't do it on the game of the year show, and you guys didn't do it on the show before that. Do we want to do that now, or do we just want to dedicate a uh, show to that? I can read it here <laughs> at this okay, point. I'll read it. I'll read the, uh, the email <laughs> in front of me. Um, hey guys, we made it through another year of gaming with all of its ups and downs, from the good games we got and the broken ones as well. I had a question. Twenty fifteen was a great year. 2015 yeah we made it th uh, we made it through another month of gaming <laughs> i had a question for you guys thank god that's over qualifies to be game of the year generally a game comes out within the year and if it's good then has an opportunity to be game of the year though in recent years i was wondering if that model should change with a game like league of legends when the game first came out it was not that popular but now it is huge and arguably a different game than it came since the game did not come out this year it won't be up for contender uh, League of Legends has been slowly evolving over time, so can it be up for Game of the Year, or has it missed its possibility? 
Um, he also says the same thing about Warcraft and its expansions. Uh, does a game have to have a big expansion to be noticed again, or can it slowly change over time? Uh, the last one game type I thought about was the games that are having seasons, like either Walking Dead and Killer Instinct. They are pretty much the same game, but either a new storyline or new characters. Does a game adding new a new season count as a new game, or is it an expansion? Um, yeah, he says, I don't know how the format of the show is going to be. So this was before we were doing our game of the year. I mean, to answer that for in terms of our game of the year, I think we were pretty loose and free with what we... Actually, we were pretty rigid. I mean, most of our choices for games of the year did occur within the year. I've been listening to some yeah, podcasts. Yeah. yeah, Guys are pulling them from like two years ago. Hey, I just got around to playing this. Man, Which I just I, played Marble Madness. So it is my game of the year. <laughs> you guys played Tet Tetris? Tet published by Tet Nintendo. Tet Tetris. Tetris. Published by Nintendo. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, for I would say, I mean, there's. I think if you're doing game of the year, it should have come out that year. I think in terms of what came out, I wouldn't say like a new character w would condone it being like fresh again. But expansions, I think would would make sense. Or or seasons like Walking Dead season two is definitely a different game it's it's released separately um but i wouldn't say unless there wasn't some sort of official release you know like i mean i gave the diablo 3 expansion my game of the year because um, it was fresh content that didn't exist before last year um but i don't know i think i don't think a couple characters would condone it being eligible if it came out previous year yeah, I mean, I think that I think game of the year stuff for the most part is just so so frivolous. I love doing it. It's my it's my favorite show to do every year because I love talking about you know the games that I enjoyed playing. I love hearing other people talk about the games they enjoyed playing. But I mean, like, it, was Shadow of Mordor the best game of last year? For some people, sure. I it I mean, like, it's all it's so subjective that. There really aren't any rules except for, you know, any type of arbitrary rules that you want to put on it. Like, World of Warcraft, uh, World of Draenor was almost on my list simply because, you know, that game compared to vanilla World of Warcraft is as different as, like, you know, any sequel to an Assassin's Creed. You know, in some ways more so. Garrison's. Yeah, I mean, like, there's just, there's so much different, like, the way that that game functions now is different than it did, you know, in 2005. But is it the same game? You know, can you consider it a new game? I don't know. If you want, like, that's that's kind of your call. I'd, I don't think anyone would have given me any any crap for putting it on the list. But at the end of the day, I, I found out five other games that, you know, I thought were were better and that I enjoyed more. But, I mean, that's what it is. That's what Game of the Year is all about. Game of the Year is about enjoyment. It's about enjoying... It's about what games you enjoyed playing the most. And if that game is, is older... You know, Fraser had World yeah, of Tanks on his last right. year. I was playing World of Tanks again just before we started recording. You know, they're continually updating it. It's the same sort of, same sort of thing. Right. So, and and yeah, League of Legends has certainly evolved significantly since it was since it released. But like, since they started doing the LCS and stuff like that, it really hasn't changed too much. And and at the end of the day, that game is the same game that came out in two thousand and. Eight, you know, like that is, it's it's a three lane, you know, 
kind of you know mo it's a MOBA it, and that's what it is and, and 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 in that regard it hasn't changed much but yeah they've added characters which and they've changed the mechanics and you know it, but you still kind of play it the same way so I don't I don't know if a game like League counts unless you say oh well this is the first time I played League last or not last year year before last was was when I was really into League and it was probably my favorite game of the year because like I just, it's the game I played the most of and I really enjoyed it so um yeah, I, I I don't know where I'm going with this, so I'll just I'll I'll, I'll just teeter I'll just slowly teeter off here and just say um, it, it, there really aren't any rules for game of the year. It's it's kind of just the games you enjoyed playing the most, and I, I we're yeah. not like we're not the video game awards, <laughs> but I think no no Jeff Keeley does not does not approve of this show no, at he's all. Told us no yeah um, no well, I think the other, the other side of it is you know. Um, Oh, I lost train of thought. That's good. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, if you want a prime, <laughs> prime example, John had two games for his number five slot. I mean, who on the right? Well, I was more of an <laughs> yeah. would that be allowed? <laughs> it's because he doesn't think that mobile games are real well, games. Have games. Yeah. See, see this. He's a he's a game racer. Well, if there's an in-app purchase, then that's you know, whatever. I was. I uh, someone made an interesting. I don't remember who it was. Maybe uh, it was Jeff Gersman at the uh, Giant Bomb, but like. Uh, free-to-play games are kind of like the modern arcade games because arcade games were kind of designed to squeeze as many quarters out of you oh, as possible. Yes. And, like, we look back at them now and go, that was a classic. You know, like, uh, Galaga, that's a classic. Uh, but, like, it was designed to squeeze as much money out of you. But we look at, you know, free-to-play games now, like Clash of Clans, at least, you know, I think the m most, quote, gamers look at Clash of Clans and kind of, like, turn their nose up, even though, like... It's utilizing the same mechanics, except you're not putting quarters into your phone. You know, I think that's interesting. It's an interesting comparison. Yeah, that is. You have to give that some thought. Yeah. Oh, what I was gonna say before is just like it's also when it comes to game of the year, it's at least for us, it's not what you think the most polished and well done game was. It's what you enjoyed the most out of the year, what you played the most. So you know, you could have a game that is number five on your list, and it's probably the most well developed game with the least bugs and really well done, but maybe you played something else different Yeah, that you enjoyed more and that was your number one because you played it the most and you had the most fun with it. Yeah, that's the best thing. Like, okay, that's it's really enjoyment. It's about your, your personal enjoyment. Yeah, that's one of the things about the podcast, right, for, that I like to think about. One of the, right, the reason we do the podcast is we enjoy doing the podcast, right? If I didn't enjoy doing the podcast, I wouldn't be doing the podcast. Whenever you listen right. to a Game of the Year show, I've listened to loads of Games of the Year shows on podcasts or read lists or whatever. I'm like, no one ever does one that I agree with. So when we get to do the Game of the Year show, I get that list that I think is the right one to have. You know, so that's a great thing about doing it. Because I get to tell you guys what the proper one should be. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, no game is ever going to be as good as Portal 2. So we should really just rank all games like as close to really? Portal is that as what possible. you is that your favorite like this ever? game favorite this is game most loved no my favorite game is is mass effect 2 but i think i don't think there's a better game than right. Portal 2. it's a, it's a weird my i was trying to explain this to my wife the other day and she just kind of rolled her eyes at me and left the room which happens a lot i don't know why it's weird does that happen to you guys uh, yes all uh, no? daily yep. anyone okay Usually once before I go to work and once in the evening at some point. Grace. And that'll be my grace. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully that uh, answers why it's novel. Yeah. I'll t- Email. Uh, we've been very poor in uh, checking out the community, so I'm just going to run through here because it loads. What the beautiful thing about Gmail is it stores here all the people who've been interacting with us on Twitter. So I'm going to do a quick shout out: Chris Williams, uh, Fraser, Stu Lecky, uh, Dwayne. Uh, just give yourself, through. Yeah, just man. Give too right. Props to myself. <laughs> Props to, <laughs> to the uh, Canadian massive. Uh, Richard Natras, Mike Chin, and uh, Margaret Pendlebury is in that list too. I guess. Uh, Who's that, Steve's sister or Steve's mum? Anyway, so lots of people have been tweeting, retweeting, asking us questions. Mike Chin actually was asking about why the uh, podcast ended abruptly. That was the first half of the show, which we um, published. So I think uh, Steve answered that. Um, Richard Webster had a tweet in there, which uh, must be on another page. Um, He was asking about doing an overseas connection and Game Punchers pod crossover. You never know. You never know. I think the whole abruptly ending thing was kind of inception in a way because we did talk about just having the podcast be like a Sopranos finale at one point. (laughs) (laughs) But that's because it was a two-parter. Yeah, which is now a one-parter. Steve just wanted to milk as much, as many free episodes (laughs) as he could out of that. He said it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's ready to go. We're having an extra seven extra week off. Right. Amazing. Cool. Anybody got anything else on their mind? Nope. Right. Just tap Titans. Nope. <laughs> and that's actually in your hand right now. It's not. I've done it already. You, you know, you could just you could just give your phone to your son and be like, "Do you want to earn another Wii U game? Just keep tapping." Uh, no. That would cost me money then. I gotta try and do it without spending money. Oh, I see. That's how you win. That's how you <sighs> win. That's the game. Don't don't pay for the in app purchase. That's right. <laughs> That's the true nature. Um well alright, that'll do it for us. Uh if you want to reach out to us, we are on Twitter at Game Punchers Pod. I'm at John Lavalley, J O N L A V A L L E E. I am at Fraser Moo, F R A S E R M O O. And I am at the Jesus Fish, and I guess I should probably make mine unprivate since I'm giving it out. <laughs> Do what you want. So that you can follow if me. If you want to. That's where you um, can request or, to look at his feed. Oh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose you can just, I don't know. I, I don't know why I have it private. And then he'll, probably he'll pre-screen so can, your account. Yeah. I want to make sure that you're ready for just the crazy amounts of racism and swearing that come out of my stream. Uh, Steve's just uh, put in the notes, fill it a fish for my wife, which... Wouldn't mean. Do you, I don't know whether that means anything to uh, you American guys, but that was an advert, a McDonald's advert. So Steve's referencing there, fillet of fish for my wife. And then. And you, uh, speak, speaking of Steve, you can get him at Chambango, C H A M B A N J O, on Twitter. Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, we have an email address where you can also send us an email like Wyatt did. It's uh, gamepunchers.pod at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us, it's probably on iTunes. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and throw down five stars and tell us what you like. And tell your friends. There we go. There That's it is. It. All right. That's a show. We've done it. Thank you, Fish. Thank Absolutely. you, guys. Uh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
I can't wait to do more. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you, chat room. We will see you next week. And... Chicken Cool Head! <laughs> <laughs>